This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to the iFanboy Pick the Week podcast, episode 507, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. Welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast. 
episode number 507. I'm never going to get used to those numbers. My name is Ron Richards, and I'm here with Connor Kilpatrick. It's probably because you missed like 100 of them. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Josh Flanagan. I think I'm going to have a problem. <laughs> oh, Hi, everyone. Um, so we, uh, the three of us comprise the organization known as iFanboy. And we have a mission of enjoying comic books. Every week we read a stack of comics and one of us picks their favorite book and we dub that the pick of the week. And then we come here to this podcast to talk about that book, some other books, some other stuff, maybe things that you, you want us to talk about. Who knows? We're, we're here to entertain you. Um, overall, it's going to be a fun time, we promise. Um, we are, do want to warn you, though, that uh, we're going to talk about what happens in the books. So therefore, we are going to spoil the shit out of them. So if you have not read your books yet, uh, press pause, come back and listen to it later, or uh, listener beware. Uh, this week, Connor had the pick. Uh, nope, Josh had the pick. <laughs> and uh, and um, uh, for, for once in, in, in many, many years, I, I agree with him. You so should have seen the brief look of panic on my face when you said that. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Considering, I mean, it would have been the same book, but I was—I hadn't prepared anything to say. Consider uh, you prepare things to say. Oh my head, I do. I—I'm literally. This is the first time I'm thinking about it as I'm about to start talking now. Well, everyone knows that when they listen to the show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, true. I guess I shouldn't tell people that. Yeah, the pick of the week <laughs> this week is uh, is uh, Twilight Chil- the Twilight Children number one from Vertigo Comics uh, by uh, Gilbert Hernandez. Hmm? From where? Vertigo Comics. Still, what is that? Is still that an, an operating concern. It's a new a new company. It's not. It's actually it's it's quite vintage at this point. Oh, all right. So oh, it's, got, hipster. Uh, it's a hipster comic comic company. If this was 1993, <laughs> totally. Like vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, it's still around. I'm pushing through. Written by Gilbert Hernandez. Drawn drawn and lettered by Darwin Cook with colors by Dave Stewart. I can't tell you how excited it was that I saw that he lettered it. I was like, oh, that got me very <laughs> excited for it. And, and it totally paid off, by the way. That was great. Uh, uh, so uh, the, the thing, that, I mean, it's Darwin. So right away, <laughs> like, I'm going to like it because I think that right. he is the finest cartoonist in comic books today. It's just, just bar none. There's no, there's no bias with that because, you know, we, we've worked with him on, on doing stuff. I truly believe that objectively. That when he does work, I'm always like, well, that's just, that's perfect. That's what it is. Um, so it's good to see him back in the saddle and doing um, what I assume will be a monthly series, at least for a, a certain amount of time. It doesn't specifically say whether it's a miniseries or not, but it's a, it's a miniseries, uh, I assume. It's not, but, yeah, we're not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking about, I doubt this is going to be a 60-issue multi-volume opus. <laughs> boy, boy, but wouldn't it be Although, great? Wouldn't it be great to have yeah. that egg on our faces? Okay. Do it. I'll take that. Um, right, exactly. So... <clears throat> what you have here is uh, is Darwin drawing um, Gilbert Hernandez's story, and the reason that and I I've I've never been a Los Bros Fernandez uh, Hernandez. Who are the Fernandez brothers? The, it's, they're much less. They're much. Tony less Fernandez, successful. the old uh, yeah. Met. Yeah, Sid Fernandez is completely unrelated. I've never been a Hernandez brothers fan. I've tried to read some of it and was never able to get to it. I, I I actually chalk that up a little more to like if I spent more time and, and went further into the catalog, I'd get somewhere. But I just haven't done that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm um, with you. I read a couple of volumes of Love mm-hmm. and Rockets. I didn't really like it. So yeah. Just, there you go. And, and and you both are crazy. But so anyway, I was on. coming. I, I'm not. I'm not even saying that that that's the right way to be. It's just how it is, and that's where we're going to be right now. <laughs> no, I know. I'm teasing. I know. So uh, coming into this, I was. I don't want to call it trepidatious, but I was really curious as to what it w- would be. 
and if, if, if it would hit the mark with me. And what it ends up feeling like is, and we'll describe, I guess, what the story is in a minute, but what it ends up feeling like is it's Darwin, so it's very, it's Darwin, Dave Stewart, so it's very familiar, but it's in a completely different context, in a different type of story. It's not like, like, well, I, we've it's not a crime story. It's right. A, but, it, but it's, it's, but it's, it's a yeah, sci-fi it's funny, story. It's funny that you should say that because yeah. the reason why I fell in love with it is, is uh, different from the three of you guys. Uh, you know, I am a, a Los Bros Hernandez fan. I've read many Love and Rockets. I, you know, like Gilbert and uh, I've read Gilbert's work. I've read Gilbert's, you know, um, non Love and Rockets OGNs and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And what struck me about this was it felt – I mean this is going to be really stupid and Darwin is going to get mad at me for saying this. But it felt like Darwin doing a Hernandez Brothers book. Right. right. That is it, – it, like it, it's, it was such a mix of the two creators that sung in a way that I would never think to put Gilbert Hernandez with Darwin. But it, the results were fantastic. All right. So I'm going to use um, – this is, OK. I'm going to go with a, a horrible metaphor that I'm about to go yeah. ahead with here. All right. Say that you have a romantic partner, and oh, they're lovely. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, they're attractive. You are attracted to them. They're very <clears throat> sexy. They're great. You could not ask for more. Should and then we, one should day— Should we be concerned, Connor? <laughs> I, we got, no, we got this. And then <laughs> one day, that person shows up just doing a completely different thing, and it just—you're like, well, that's great. I didn't even thought that that was possible, and that's what this book is. Okay, <laughs> because we are so used to either Darwin writing stuff or or yep. or Palmiotti and Gray or Brubaker, whatever. It all is in or, a, a or similar... on the other side of it, Gilbert Gilbert drawing his own yeah. stuff. Exactly. And yeah, but that's yep. not how I'm coming at this. Um, yep. And so what you've got here is a completely different type of story with different setting, different types of characters, but in but being drawn by Darwin, and yep. it worked. It was really cool. It was just like it was just like, well, what if we move the camera over here and we look at this kind of thing that you're doing, and it changed the context of of the work, and the work still works. So, and also like for a while, there aren't a lot of words yeah. for a bit, so you Ugh. just get to look exactly. That's that noise is exactly right. Ugh. You just the get be, to the look be, at the best first word balloon in a while. <laughs> yeah. That that was that was a pretty great panel. Uh, that was like that, like that, that's like tattoo worthy. That panel, but, that but is just like, like the wow. Bit where you have you have the man go up and he he takes the bottle, he takes a swig, he that, wipes that, his lip off, he's cool. looking over to the side like that's cartooning, and I was yep. just I was in it right away. I was I was to- and I didn't know what it's going to be. Like I, I didn't know, I had no expectations of what this story was going to be. And that for me lately, because we see so much about what's going to happen and what you can expect, that it's fun to just bound it's good, into something. It's good to not know anything. This all we knew about this was that. Darwin was was drawing a sci-fi book with Gilbert Hernandez, yeah. and that was really all I knew before I started reading this comic. And it's a story. We'll give him a, a brief recap so people who didn't read it know what it is. It's it's a small seaside fishing village um, that experiences these strange occurrences when these giant glowing balls, reminiscent of the prisoner, appear on the ocean and cause trouble. And, that, and we don't really know much beyond that. There's a couple of in, uh, relationships in the village that are interesting. There's a woman having an affair with the fisherman, and and uh, there's an old drunk who lives on the beach. And there's three kids, and there's a sheriff, and those are pretty much the main character. Plus the uh, gringo scientist who comes to uh, investigate the, the glowing balls, and that's about all we really know or who we meet at this point. But you love the, you love the gringos, gringo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but for me, uh, it's I feel like it's been a while since I've seen Dave Stewart color Darwin. I mean that may be wrong. But he did, the, he did the the Jonah Hex stuff. Yeah, but I feel like that was a while ago, and I'll you know for for a while in my head, all it's been is the black and white Parker stuff. 
And I, re- I realize yeah. that's probably in, in, inaccurate, but in my head, it's just I've been in this black and white Darwin world. So seeing this uh, was, I feel like it's some of the best work I've seen from Darwin since forever. I, 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 it's funny because I'm trying to I'm trying to remember the last Darwin sequentials that we saw, or at least that I saw. Um, and it's got to be the last Parker. Was there anything? Was there anything with Palmiotti or anything? Was there the, a hex or something that I'm forgetting about? I feel like there was a short story in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the timelines when, when they all came out, but I just feel like this is this is some seriously beautiful stuff here, and a lot of it has to go goes to Darwin, and a lot of it goes to Dave Stewart. Sure, just, yeah, just gorgeous in this. Well, it's just never... it's just a reminder of just how goddamn talented this team is, yeah. you know. Yeah, like uh, I mean, it's just, and it's not even fair sometimes, you know. Like it's, and it's funny because it's like we we've gotten so much Darwin recently from the covers, you know, like all the cover work that he's done and, yeah. and all that sort yeah. of stuff. So, you, and the thing is that that that's like that's like here, here's a little taste of this wonderful thing that you could have, and then this book is like, and here is the nine course tasting menu what? that will that that you. But just he, and drown, he's a great. You know? He's a great pinup artist, and those pinups told wonderful stories in one image. But he's an uh, unsurpassed sequential artist. Yeah. So, and those are two different yeah. things. Like, so you get to see, you know, you get a fix for his art in both of them. But one is like, here's his design sense, and the other is here's how you tell a story with a comic book, which is what made us fall in love with with Parker. And I think one of the other things that's really cool is that when, when we spoke to him uh, at WonderCon. You know, and before that, like he said, he gets typecast as a as a retro guy, as a crime guy. This isn't any of those things. Yep. This is yep. now. This is not. I mean, it, it's it's. it's I mean, letting this, him is, run. this is. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is this is very Gilbert Hernandez esque spooky mystery with hints of of telenovela kind of romance. You know, mm-hmm. like that sort of thing. You know, like this is this story is is. I mean, like it's funny because you guys have not, and I don't mean this in a in a denigrating way, but you guys have not read as much Brothers Hernandez as I have. This is totally a Hernandez brother story. Cool. Like this is totally like like this is this is familiar territory, but to see it illustrated in this way and add that little extra touch, and that little extra touch is you know just looking at like the 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 scenes of the woman and her husband and the guy with the mustache that she's having an affair with and the facial expressions. That is the, fantastic. That is like very oh my subtle God. for comic book work. Yeah, like the subtle that's that's perfect. The subtlety is what is just what kills me for it. It's well, even like, even little things. One of my favorite panels is. When the three little kids are talking on the beach, and in the foreground is the fishing boat. Yep. Like it's just, what is the panel? It's three kids on a beach, and there's like six panels in a row of that of them just talk, talk, talking. So how do you make the conversation visually interesting? And he, yeah. That, I mean, it's just, a, it's just, a, there's nothing interesting going on story wise in that panel, but it's a really great composition, and there's a lot of great panels like that in the story. Yeah. Absolutely. I, what I think is so funny. I mean, it's just so rare to hear us, you know, kind of talk about Darwin Cook and praise his work. It must be a real, must be a real treat for the listening audience. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this this was like it was the kind of thing like when Darwin told me he was doing this book, and he said he said yeah, so I'm go- I'm going to illustrate this thing with Gilbert Hernandez, and I was just like, he doesn't oh. sound like Todd McFarlane. No, I know, <laughs> but but I, I was just I was I said, like, ooh, that that's gonna be interesting, and it just paid off on on more so than I thought it would be, and I'm so glad when you made it the pick, Josh. I was just like, because this is hands down my pick. Yeah, hands well, down. I like that, you know, and I I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe it's a good gateway to Hernandez's work, you know, that oh, yeah. I haven't maybe. been able to find before, because sometimes that's the thing, you just need to have it hit you in the right way, and then you're like, oh, okay, I, I get it, because there's no way that stuff's not good because I haven't been able to get into it. I, I'm I'm recognize that I'm not that egotistical. You know, I'm not like, well, that stuff's overrated. I didn't like it. There's something (laughs) there. I just haven't found it. And so if this is, you know, this gives you part of that, there's a ton of moving pieces and stuff going around here. That page during the storm is, 
is wonderful. Like all of a right. sudden, you know, like it's like a darker color and you just, you know, there's a storm going on just graphically. There's a million things happening and, uh, there's, there's a, a lot of things to be happy about. Yeah. And, and that's how you get a pick of the week. Yeah. Cool. Well, there are a lot of other books came out this week. It's true. Like I know, la- I know. Last week we had so many books we had to for- we didn't do any email, but this week is. is that's. It's, it's just- I had more books to read this week than I had last oh. week. Well, I don't know what's going on. In the past, when we have had a lot of books come out, we've and we've only done it a handful of times. So maybe we haven't done it in a long time. Maybe new listeners don't know about it. But we've we've had the bell segment, which we've uh, talked about lots of books really fast in a short segment. We're not going to do a bell segment, but I have a bell just in case any of future books go too long. <laughs> I, I like how we just uh, and you're trusting that you won't run too yeah, long. No, like, he, he who, won't. Who, who who bells the beller? Exactly, that's the question for our times. I, I'll, I'll give you that. I don't think Connor self indulged on the talking. <laughs> so um, you got to give him that, Josh. I feel like any other week, Rebels number seven is probably the pick of the week. <laughs> I feel like I even I feel like I missed either the issue before it, maybe the two before it, and I was like, I hope I'm not lost. And I was like, Nope. We're good. Rebels number seven. Uh, Brian Wood and is uh, still uh, Matthew Woodson, different artist because it was Andrea Moody before, I believe. Yeah, she's coming back. This is. That's did you he, read I the think. back? I'm sorry, did you read the back part? Uh the, some of it. I don't think I finished. So it. So this book is ending with like issue twelve, I think it said, and then uh, but Andrea Moody, the original artist, is coming back for the end, and, and it is very much similar to Northlanders in that it's each. This is a one-shot story about a character, and then the next arc is about different characters, completely from the first arc. So it's completely different looks of at the rebellion. Yeah, but I like I, I knew who everyone was. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't wasn't tough in that way. So what we got here is a a one-shot about uh, what's her name, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. who is the mm-hmm. wife of the character who he we had been following previously, who had, you know joined up with the revolution, um, and. Basically, the story is she decides to go follow them. She'd been living in a cabin in the woods by herself, and that wasn't working for her. So, you know, she she gave the last full measure uh, as it in uh, in Lincoln. I just quoted the Gettysburg Address. I'm so proud of myself right now. Um, last full measure of devotion. Sorry. Such a, such a nerd. I such know. A nerd. I'm so and I'm so happy about it. It's one of those nerd things I can really grasp onto. But she goes and she she's following the Continental Army around. Um doing everything that needs to and it's basically just about what a strong and wonderful woman she was in a time when when that wasn't you know the kinds of things she was doing weren't expected of her in fact uh wouldn't necessarily be to her credit but she was doing them because they were right uh in this this but also it's not just about her this was a real group of people that followed the armies around and got them water and made them food and hunted for for game i mean this wasn't just her doing which was a, a group of people that did this mostly women that did this in the actual war that didn't get any credit which is uh, impressive for, because I, I've never even heard or thought about that. But I, like looking at this, like this must have been a thing. Like, there's yeah, no so there's, way a whole, that, there's a whole interesting article in the back about it. He writes yeah. about the the uh, inspiration for the story. So uh, the the way the story goes is that um, her husband is is commanding the artillery, and uh, he calls her up for something, or uh, he's about to call her, and he gets blowed up. So they say they say to her, Sarah, you know how to do this, do it. And so she starts doing his job, loading the cannon. Uh, and she gets wounded. Her husband is killed, and then no, he's he, not. He's not killed. He is. Well, he no. Well, he he writes the letter. Right, right. but at the end of it, he's killed. Like he, he dies, dies. He dies. dies as an old man as, in old age. No. Yes. Is he, it? He, his, his leg is wounded, and he he writes this letter from the the present when they're oh. When they're, I don't think I put that together. She has white hair. That's totally true. Doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. change the story for me. Um. So at the end, when he does pass away, uh, she sort of takes a meeting about whether she's going to because of her action she's going to get the full pension um that she instead of the half pension which is what she's due 
because she fought and 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 they they turn her down, which is super heartbreaking. And you know, and the reason that's given is basically bureaucratic. So it's a very full circle kind of story. And at the end, it's like, well, we have a long way to go. You know, and we're still like this is still a thing that that we're working on today. So it's it's relevant. It's interesting historically. It's interesting character wise. And and you know, she has to sort of stand up and take it tacitly. Um, it is a hell of an issue. Yeah, the 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 war part is in seventeen seventy seven, and then the part at the end is in eighteen oh two. Yep, um, yep, yep. So they, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a multifaceted one shot. It's basically these are the what the camp followers were. They they helped the the, the army, and then this woman. Uh, often, many of them had to step in and fight, and many of them were women. And then they didn't get their recognition because that's how society worked worked then, and pretty much works now, and that. She will not get recognized for her contrib- contribution to the war, other than getting the half pension her due to her for her husband's death and f- a grateful thanks of your your, your nation uh, for your efforts and your scars on your face. Uh, so this was a really, really, really great, really great one shot. I feel much better now that I know that they got to have a happy life together to a yes. certain extent. That makes me, and they get to see the, the you know how it went that they won. Yep. So it was it was very good. This has what? been a wonderful series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it's just just for a couple of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a theme. That's a theme in our. Yeah, no, totally. Why are you people listening to this? You don't care. <laughs> Seriously, though, if you stop buying Lazarus, I will load a cannon, metaphorically, and I will come for you. Wait, let's let, let's not make Josh threaten. <laughs> he will do it. So that's a heavy. Run, so, ooh. <laughs> you haven't been reading Miss Marvel, right, Ron? I have not. Okay, so this... I did, I did not read, read this issue. Marvel, Miss Marvel 19 was the last issue of Miss Marvel until Miss Marvel number one in how... Oh, okay. So, a couple of things you, came up to me as I was reading this issue. This is... Uh, si- sidebar, did you see the Miss Marvel poster in a recent episode of Modern Family? I did, yes. Yeah, yeah go on. So, G. Willow Wilson's the writer, Adrian Alfana is the artist. Uh, uh, it's been a f- wonderful series. This final issue is great. It doesn't even feature her in costume. It just and if you've been listening to the show, I've been talking about the last couple of issues. This is the Secret Wars crossover in which uh, the world is being threatened by the big white light, and so everyone is in the shelter in Jersey City. And she's just in this issue. She's just bouncing between her friends and family, all the people we've met along the way of this 19 issues, as she sort of comforts herself and them as as the the world may or may not be ending and. It was just a great character piece, and her brother has a couple of great jokes, and um, you know, it's just it, it was a wonderful capper to this to this to this particular volume of this series. Now, a couple of things came up came up to me as I was reading this. First, um, this has been somewhat of a breakout book. We don't know exactly how popular it is, but that's what the claim is anyway. I've been giving the collections of this series to my girlfriend who has a lending library in her English class and she's got a lot of Muslim students and this book is very popular amongst those students, so, which is a good thing. That's awesome. But when they get to this volume, it's going to make no goddamn sense at all. <laughs> and then, because the world is, well, the world is ending and uh, they may just think the world ends and everyone dies. That, that could be it too. But so I don't know what's happening here because so in this in the in the Secret Wars story, the big white light came, and then when after that happened, and then everything became Battle World. Is that what's sort of happening, Ron? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how we got out of that, but yes. And that, okay, so I, I, yeah, my yeah. problem here is this would mean to me that this is taking place pre Battle World. Right. Except at one point, one of the guys says, "I'm going to go eat a hot dog," but doesn't say that. He says, "I'm going to go eat a Doom Dog." 
Oh, so it took place in Battle World. So if that's the case, oh, why are there any Muslims or if Christians that's the case, or Jews? There should be no one because they all worship Doom. They all worship Doom. Also, also they, they've replaced um, – Doom has replaced any mention of God. So they say Doom, damn it, and stuff like right. that. Um, but I don't understand. Is Doom also a replacement word for hot? I don't know. Why would it be like a Dodger dog? dog. But, but <laughs> I don't, don't want to like, eat a God dog. The thing is, <laughs> there's a there's a very funny scene with the non the non judgmental non denominational prayer corner in this in this uh, in this shelter, and you see all these different people of different faiths praying. But they should they should all be praying to Doom, right? If this is in Battle World, as evidenced by the Doom dog. Yeah, but if it's I don't want to eat a do I don't want to eat a Doom dog either because I feel like uh, we might have some problems. Die. With it might be poisoned. Yeah. It's yeah. just when the, I when if those Doom means the same thing. If they actually have what we think of as Doom as their meaning of Doom, or if that no longer exists, is sort of or is it, it, like, is that co- it just, it just covers all kinds of words. Oh dear Lord! I was just going to ask, what was that Middle Eastern country where the ruler changed words to his name, and then I realized that's the Borat movie. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> oh God! I'm anyway, sorry. it's it's unfortunate that that this event has seeped its way into this book the way it has. Um, if you're reading this in trades and you don't know anything else about the Marvel Universe and you're in my girlfriend's class, you're going to think everyone died at the end. What I would say <laughs> to those, those children who are enjoying these books is welcome to comics. <laughs> there you go. This is <laughs> what they do to you. I hope you stick around, but it's I just, understand if you don't. I just I read the Doom Dog line and I made a face and I was like, wait, is this in Battle World? If this is in Battle World, there should be no religion because everyone worships Doom. Like... That I just started getting that, – that's where it takes me out of these stories where I start getting very confused. Lots and the whole of John Lennon lyrics then become, become yeah. irrelevant too. So, <laughs> hey, look, if you like this series, this is a great series. Character work is wonderful. I look forward to the next volume of it. Um, you know, Kamala Khan's not going anywhere, which is a good thing. She's a great new character. I thought Kamala Khan was one of the new very specific conventions. I'm, I'm, I'm sure someone somewhere is thinking about putting on a Kamala Khan. So uh, this Marvel <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Anyway. Batman 45. <laughs> this was weird. <laughs> you know what's funny is that is that in reading this, I the, the news came out of New York Comic Con that Capullo was going to be taking a break on Batman. Mm-hmm. And as I read this, I was like, yeah, that's about time. Interesting. I don't yeah. think that that's a problem. Um, I don't think it was a problem, but I, I didn't have any, any issues. I mean, if, it. I was, if I was – how many issues are they in? I mean, 40 – Five? Have they been? I think he's yeah. think around issue 50, 51, he's taking a That's break. a long run. I mean, no one's no yeah. one's faulting you for that. And they've all, you know, they all came on time. He he did the job. He did the work. I'd probably want to do something else too. Now, here's what I learned when I was reading this issue. Uh, in yeah. it, Jim Gordon basically says, ah, they they basically intimate that he's not going to be Batman anymore. And my instinct was, oh, good. Yep. And that's not good. Yep. Right. Because then what happened was he's like, wait, no, I have to be Batman, basically. And I thought, oh. <laughs> and I, and that's that. It doesn't speak well to what's because I don't want him there. Yeah. I and like it just showed me that I don't I don't want this. I think right. I think I think we've been pretty clear that this this was an interesting idea, but it's yeah. like we we don't really want Dick, uh, Gordon Batman. I don't like right. the colors in this book. You've never liked the colors. In this I know book. that. Yeah. I just keep thinking it. But it doesn't. I don't know why they're there. I mean, it's very like it's like the Joker's in the background almost. Like that's sort of hinting at it, which I get. Um, well, the colors have always been very primary in this book. Even I mean, there's there's a lot of foreshadowing, and and things that could happen, and and maybe you know that the, the I guess this is if you were reading We Are Robin, that might some of that might make more sense. Um, 
So a little. Like, looked like Only these two folks were going to be Batman and Robin, maybe. Like it was maybe. what they were hinting at. I don't know. Um, the villain is certainly very scary, and I really like the consequences of when he showed up and like, oh, people are just getting killed. Yeah. That's bad. That's that Batman. Bruce Wayne wouldn't let that happen. And I actually like the time that we spent with Bruce Wayne, who hasn't been through the trauma. I that's very interesting, also. But yeah, uh, it is. It was it, interesting to see him be at, or talk about being at the manor and not recognizing anything about yeah that person. Like, I, there's no family photos here. There's no friends. I, there's no in- indication this guy had a life. This yeah. is weird. That was really that, so. That was all really interesting. But I definitely got that feeling of, oh, good. He's not going to be Batman. Oh, he's Batman. And and that was like a revelation. I was like, oh, okay, that that thing's not working for me too much. Yeah, if this storyline doesn't end with Bruce Wayne back as Batman, I'm going to be annoyed. But uh, let me ask also- you. Let me ask you a question. You got you got you got two choice. You got one. You wake one thing happen. Mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne becomes Batman again. Alfred gets a hand. Where do you go? It's like a Sophie's choice. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about one one older gentleman whose entire life is about service and can no longer perform his duties to the optimal level that he's accustomed. I just like that this shows the priority that you really give to the detail of this thing. Because realistically, the Alfred thing does not matter in any what way. What are you talking about? There, there it is. Yes. He's got one hand and he can't serve a proper tea. He can get the. He can have a. How can Lucius. he hold the T in one? The the the. Lucius can whip something up. They have a magical technical Batman suit. Then give the man a goddamn Luke Skywalker hand. I would just like to take this note moment to re- make sure we mark and remember this episode, <laughs> and then any time I complain about anything X Men related, we can just revisit this. You haven't done that in a while. The X Men so no, far off the right reservation here. that you, like you don't even know where to start now. Yeah, well, yeah, I've been beaten down so badly. I'm just, ah, oh, whatever. It's just. <laughs> also, don't you think Bruce Wayne would get a lot of guff for making a playground out of all the old, all the Joker's? I stuff? thought that was very, that was very clever. I thought that was that that made me laugh. That's, it was it, 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 not made me laugh. I just feel like he's gonna get he's gonna hear it from from the blogs. That's because you live. <laughs> that's because you live in Brooklyn. <laughs> like, that's the kind of thing the parents would would blog about. Yeah, yeah. The Park Slope mommy blog is gonna yeah. be all over this one. That's what. I, yeah, yeah, I had the same thought. I was like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> hey, Ron, let's, I, let's reboot Guardians of the Galaxy again. Well, the, but that's that's the thing. You get a reboot. You get a reboot. Everybody gets a reboot. That's the thing is that it's not a reboot. Right. It's just a first issue. Yeah. But I feel like I missed an issue, and I did because Spider-Man. I don't know. Like, like this is my problem with. So there, there have been a lot of there have been a lot of these number ones that have come out from Marvel this whole month. You know, we're gonna talk a little bit more about them later. But so you know, th- this Guardians of the Galaxy number one, and it's by Bendis writing it, and and uh, who's the artist? It's a uh, Valerio Shitty, um, Shitty. I'm sure. Oh my, I feel again? bad. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, can't. I'm not. Um, but uh, and it just and it it feels as if it picked up after the last issue before Secret War started. Like just literally, and but except. That now we've got Ben Grimm on the team and no explanation of how or why. Well, we're going to run to that again later on. Yeah, and, and and not only that, but Kitty is sticking with the team, and now Kitty is Star Lord, and like and and that that's and like don't get me wrong, it, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was good, it was enjoyable, but I don't have any emotional resonance to the team because I don't know how we got here, and yeah, and I'm sure I'm going to find out over the next couple of months with Secret Wars or whatever. But it just like it just it just feels all messed up. It's this like is very- starting a season two of a TV show when there's still three episodes to go of the first season. Yeah. Yes, like you'll yeah. figure it out. But what what are you doing? This is this is if you look back to the Crisis uh, Infinite Earths reboot, which again this is not a reboot, oh, at least according right. to them. 
you know, if you'd come, if you had skipped Crisis, read the books before Crisis, skipped Crisis, and started reading the new books, you'd have been why is Wally the Flash? Why why are, why is this yeah. just Justice League team exactly full yeah. of these? Why is Guy Gardner in this team? Where's Hal Jordan? Like you'd have been yeah. very confused, but you didn't do that because you read you read Crisis first. I mean, it just right. the, the books came out in order. It, it, I'm not complaining about the changes so much as the way it's been handled publishing wise. Yes, exactly. It yeah. all makes sense in the end, and I'm I, and for the most part, a lot of my outrage is just for entertainment purposes. But uh, don't it, it's just, come on, it's man. Just, a lot of this could be easier if they had just put the books out on on time. Yep. Or if they didn't need to do a crisis level event that is going to affect everything and we're going to end everything and like and like feeling the need to do the the publishing schedule around this idea of this quote unquote event you know like it just it it, it, it just it just it just hurts it just, Gosh, it just you just yawn well i mean that. we keep talking about the same thing i get it i know i know i'm sorry but that said that said this was i mean <laughs> it, 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 this was i mean this is just another issue of guardians of the galaxy it didn't feel like this wasn't the pick of the week this wasn't like so mind blowing and so great or anything like that it's just another issue you know and i just don't know where a quarter of the things it's an, it's like an all new team happen. issue that should have been whatever number that, it was there should have been cover. a yeah but exactly there should have been a little that. more pomp circumstance yeah there yeah exactly i miss issue 45 all new team i do i like know the you know much within the thing but we still i really i i'm totally missing the numbers yeah, and yeah, I know I we know. used to say it doesn't matter, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I miss it. I like that. Yep. But I, I will give I, I will give Bendis credit for giving a adding a new dimension uh, to Kitty now as Star Lord and how her mutant phasing powers work in space and and shorting out the uh, what should we call it the Shatari's uh, uh, you know ship and all that sort you of just stuff. Want to say that. shit in all the words? Shitari. The Shataris. Um, they, they I did it think it was very funny because the issue started with um, with the uh, with the the leader, the queen of the brood, and Annihilus having their little like evil galaxy meeting. And they, they previously it was them and the leader of Spartax, uh, Peter Quill's dad, as well as uh, the Shatari. And the Kree as well, like the basically all the evil aliens were colluding, and now it's just down to the two of them. And at one point, Annihilus is saying, you know, it's like he's saying, uh, and I, I do not and never will trust the Shatari. And I just like, ooh, there's a lot of meta text to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's weird because there's a, they're going a lot of lengths to not use the X Men and the Fantastic Four in the traditional way. So now right. you're getting you're getting these interesting usages or pairings and it's not always going to work sometimes right. it'll work but yeah how was ben grimm it was fine i mean but i but i don't understand you know like right. like it, actually that, that was an interesting there's an it's it, the first exposure we get to the guardians is ben grimm and he's out in space and he's got these little finger rockets that let him move around and you've got you got him narrating and it's it's giving a nice little perspective as explaining as to why he's there he said like this feels right i prepared my whole life to do this and i got and i got distracted by this fantastic four thing like but this what? is the, this was the original goal was to be out in space. Like that was this that's whole, yeah, you know, true. and so like I was like, oh, that, that's that's clever. But give me more than just this page. Like how did the, you know, like I feel like it's, it, I don't know, it's weird. Just weird. Yeah. All right. So I don't know. Anyway. Um, so I hate Fairyland number one came out. This is uh, written and drawn by Scotty Young uh, over at Image. And, and how long have we been waiting for Scotty to do his own thing? A very long time. And he he, very he, he, he cops to that. But I yeah. know that I have been, I want to say, eight to ten years 
Yeah. He has started projects. I'm, I'm doing my thing, and then he gets a pretty big offer that he can't refuse, and he goes and he does right. that thing. And wins lots of Eisners and makes tons of money. And, and, and then... excels a billion issues of Rocket Raccoon, and you go, okay, I get that. Or and then, uh, and then, or and the then Oz books. I mean, they just, and then yeah. covers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh wow! But yeah, but so what did you guys? What did you guys think of uh, I Hate Fairyland? I think that if you liked Oz, but you wanted a lot more swearing, well, then we've got <laughs> the thing for you. Well, there isn't any swearing. <laughs> There's no All swearing. Right. But no, it's very, I know, it is but very didn't mean to. I didn't mean to ring the bell on you. Um, <laughs> just I know how you feel. Book, I, get I put it. the book down on the bell. Uh, <laughs> it it was fun, but I feel like it would get really exhausting. This book. I understand that. I could see that, yeah. I mean, what I thought was just interesting was just the the. I mean, it's got. I mean, it's got his. You know, it's it's got his touch. You know, like yeah. it's got his. It definitely feels like a Scotty book and looks, and it's got all that great stuff, and he's got some great sound effects and things like that, doing very Ryan Brownie type, you know, sound effects. Um, but I, I was like, I, I thought the pace of the story was was frenetic. It was just like, whoa, boom, 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 things are happening. You know, um, so I'm curious to see if that pace keeps up as it goes. But I enjoy, I enjoy the hell out of it. I thought I, it was a I lot of I think that it's definitely one of those things that, like, if you wanted to say, like, this is what the artist looks is, this is who the artist is, like, distilled into a story and art that he has produced, that's what you have here. This is totally Scotty. I mean, this is, yeah. like, 100% who he is and what he is now. It's a really great representation of that. It's not necessarily my favorite kind of story, so I have to look at it somewhat objectively. And also, right. like, I want, I, want, I want him to be super successful with this. And That's I right. want to like it a lot. It's, it's, not, it's not my favorite thing, but it was good. It was entertaining. I, by the beginning, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And by the end, I was like, I want to know where he goes with this. So, and, so, what's, and what's funny is that what's funny is that this is the kind of book that when it gets collected, I, like, I want to buy for my niece. You know, because I feel like it's it's this, you know, with in the world of YA and all stuff like, yes, like you and I know that these are meant to be cursing, but they're not curses. And I think that's on purpose. Yeah. And I think that's really clever. And like I, I would have no hesitation to hand this to a you know what, to you're a, right. A, I completely a forgot nine, about ten that. year old, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like and it works. And it's funny because it's not like it doesn't it doesn't feel like uh, you know, if you're watching like the, the T V movie that's been redubbed. It doesn't right. feel like they're fake. It doesn't feel like somebody's saying yeah. You know, like if a parent says fudge, strawberry, whatever it is, you know, it doesn't feel like that. It feels m- much more uh, deliberate, I suppose. So, yeah, I, I, I dug it. I, I'm. Is this ongoing? I don't know what his plan is. I, 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 my guess is probably he's going to do, you know, like just enough for a trade and then stop and go. You know, Let me like, ask a question. That sort of thing. Has yeah. anybody checked that uh, Jean Francois Bellio is not chained up in his basement? <laughs> I have not. Do we do we know that that's not a, a forced situation? <laughs> well, you would real, you would know, wouldn't you? They have work really any, well. I together. have a basement. This this is in your murder uh, basement. It's murder just a regular room. basement. So the the, the story of this thing. book is that a little girl gets sucked into a Wizard of Oz esque world, but she does not want to be there. Yes, she cannot escape. And as the years pass, she does not grow older physically, but she grows older mentally. And, 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 I, and I also like that, that when she arrives, she meets the queen of the land who tells her, yes, you can get home. Here's a map that tells you how you can do it. And it's really hard. I do like this as a counterpart of the person who did those Wizard of Oz books for so yes. long. Yeah. Like this is, oh, this is what you were thinking. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah what, exactly. I, I really <laughs> like that uh, as a concept, and, and that's and that's good, is because it, it, it. I mean, it's definitely playing off of the tropes of fantasy, you know, kind of fairy tales in an opposite direction. Where like, what what if the the people in the fairyland are miserable, and and they're you know, like you get somebody who just wants to kill them all, like killing, like shooting the moon because it's sick of it narrating is fantastic. You know? <laughs> yeah. I really like. Oh, I didn't actually didn't even notice until the very on the very last page. The moon is in the background in the crescent shape and all bandaged. Yeah. yeah. That's well, and that's, the th- and that's the thing is like I'm pulling it up now, but there was a couple of things that was a couple. There were a couple of moments that actually made me laugh out loud. Sure. Um, it, it was when the, the when all the uh, the stars are falling and, and, and the queen is wondering why there's so many shooting stars and there's one star that's still alive. And and the star is reporting back, and he's saying it's he's saying see he said it was nothing a nightmare nothing but her the green of her hair and the blood of my people <laughs> it's like that made me laugh I don't know yeah. why <laughs> I, I like the thing one thing I really did like about it is that uh, I find it really interesting that Scotty is a guy who actually came up through mainstream comics yeah like yeah. you I'm looking at the cartooning and I just thought like none of the stuff. Like this is like pure cartoons. It's big, silly yeah, yeah. Uh, John Crickfalusi kind of stuff, as opposed like to when, when she when she when she vomits and, yeah. and her eyes go in the opposite directions yeah. and the the Haru- the Harukin sound effect. Yeah, she vomits. like you never <laughs> think that oh, this guy totally came up through the through the you know the John Buscema system, the Marvel system, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But he didn't really, and he uh, <clears throat> and if you read the essay in the back, he didn't. Yeah. yeah. read comics, Marvel DC comics as a kid. He read Mad and he read Archie. Oh, I know, and, and that, yeah. that's what the whole thing is about, but. I, it, so that may, just makes that journey interesting, which is what he's talking yeah. about in that thing. And I was just sort of appreciating it all the way through. But, you know, I, I don't think he's gotten to let loose like this. Like, he he certainly you know, had to stick within the context of the Oz book. So that's really fun, too. And and, and and I feel like that letting loose is happening on the page. Yes. I mean, like, it, and, you know, like the, the whole scene where where she's captured by the slug guy and he's got to solve a riddle. You know, and she just jumps up and and chokes him to death with his gold chain. Like it's like like it's just like it's like you. I almost picture and, and we're you know we, we've you know we've interviewed Scotty. We know Scotty, but I can picture him at his table drawing this, laughing while he's drawing, and that comes across on the page. And I yeah. think that's the best. That's that that's the best review you can well, give. Well, we for saw it, through know? all that rocket stuff. You know, like he's got he's got pretty good writing and story chops now too. Yeah, so, yeah. so well, yeah. And what's what's really funny is that he's been taking his time. You know, like yeah. remember he wrote. He wrote that he wrote that uh, Magneto. Magneto miniseries. He had to try writing like he he was like it's interesting like to, to see a creator who established himself on the art side but then want to expand on the writing side and take his time and and get feedback and 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 experiment and try things and then wait and like wait for the right moment like that's that's do you we have don't any see that examples uh, where a creator didn't do that. <laughs> well, I don't I know, do. but, I a lot, several, but no, a lot of people dive right in. I mean, you know, like, the, I, I mean, the thing is, I guess, I guess, Vance I guess we, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess we always say the best thing to do is just to make comics, and you've got to do that. But I just feel as if Scotty took a more, uh, met, you know, methodolo- methodological approach to at least methodical. writing and drawing his own thing. So. Methodical, methodical, methodical. Yes, yes. exactly. So, thank you. You're welcome. So the uh, weirdest, <laughs> the weirdest book of the week. Which strangely could have been a pick in another week, just because it was so bizarre. I was, thought about it. I thought about it, and I didn't pull the trigger on it. Superman colon Lois and Clark number one, written Superman by colons. Yeah, well, yes. Oh, the two dots, not yeah. his colon. You'd have yeah. to eat forty thousand bowls. <laughs> so written by Dan Jurgens, drawn by Lee Weeks, and uh, I picked it up mostly because of the Lee Weeks art, because uh, I, I haven't seen him in a while. He's still one of my favorite artists. Yeah. Uh, so this book opens with. 
the original Justice League battle with Darkseid that we saw way back in Justice League number one. That was the pick of the week way back when the New 52 started. And it's being narrated by Superman. And we're watching the battle happen. And then it, and it ends. And they, they, they win. And then you see way off in the background, uh, there's a figure watching the battle happen on a building. And we push in. And we push in. And we push in. And it's Superman in his pre-52 costume uh, with the old logo over his head. And you're like... Well, what's going on? Because there's a, the regular, the other Superman is down with the, with the battle, and this is somehow related to, to Convergence, which I did not read. But apparently, a bunch of uh, multiverse displaced heroes at the end of that story got sent off into other universes to live, and the Superman Lois with their baby of whatever universe that was got sent to the New Two universe to live. Jeez. So they've been living in the background this whole time, apparently, according to this book. Boy, that's good looking. And, uh, it's beautiful. And uh, so we, we start with that. Where we, we, see, we, we, see, we meet Superman. We see them you know, start a life. And, and then we jump ahead in time because it's been a few years. And Superman's got a beard. And he wears a black. For some reason, wears a black and silver Superman suit. If you think like the just go a whole new, whole new direction. I, I, it's, the, it's, it's reminiscent of the Eradicator suit. But just don't even wear the S. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, someone's going to yeah. see you. Um, but it's, it's this bizarre story in which we have the pre-52 Superman. <laughs> and I don't know which multiverse he's from, but it's basically the pre-52 Superman living in the new 52 world uh, with his wife, Lois Lane, and his kid, Is it Jonathan. No? You know, it's Jonathan. Okay. And uh, what's interesting to me is that one of the complaints that I've had is that the – New 52, Lois and Clark have no relationship whatsoever. So when the big reveal happened, we were supposed to feel betrayed, but we, I didn't because who, she's basically a, a vague coworker of Clark's. Like there's no, there's been no relationship between them. But here, you actually feel that that weight of history. They want you to feel. You feel it here because these are the characters that, that had that relationship. They actually put that time in, uh, whereas the the new ones they just try to skip forward into into their lives. But this is just a bizarre book. And I don't know why they're doing it, but I don't care because I enjoyed it. Okay, that's good. And I'm gonna keep. Boy, when you yeah, go that's from, all that matters. when you go from that one page yeah. where it's the it's the current Superman uniform to the next page, <laughs> him standing there in like yep. the, the real Superman uniform, you're like, why would you not use this? It's right there. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's like it's like when I the Mustang gonna... got really <laughs> ugly, and you're like, what are you doing? And then they went Actually, back you know and they got more yeah. successful. Uh-huh. Uh, there, there was a shot where uh, there's a page, and it's page, uh, I don't know what number this is, uh, 11, where he's standing over Lois. Lois is holding his baby, and he's in his old suit. And I just kind of sighed when yeah. I read it, like audibly. I was like, oh. What's that? Uh, it, it reminds me of Although, 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 he does call Lois Lane low the whole time. And I don't know why this is happening now all over comics. What is with the low trend? The letters. <laughs> the letters are like, can we just do less? No. <laughs> to, well, regarding the costume, to quote Matt Damon in Project Greenlight Season 3, yes. got the master of convoys sitting right here, and he's telling you it's crap, and you're just ignoring it. And if you understand that moment of reference, well, then you're one of Bravo. us. Bravo. Yeah. yeah. So this is bizarre. I don't know if it's a mini, but it's conclu- there's more issues to come. I'm just going to keep bringing it. Cause this, this... And you know what? This is good Dan Jurgens. This is not the Dan Jurgens we had... On Green Arrow, you know, when launched in Nifty Two, this is this is good old school. I don't know if it's the fact that Lee Weeks' art really uh, makes it sing, but uh, I enjoyed this. Cool, that was yeah. At one that point, was fun. They, I was glad to talk. I was, I'm happy to talk about that. At one point, <laughs> we'll go back to 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 fight the 
anti-monitor during crisis for some reason. I don't know. I don't know what's going. I this the whole backstory part was fucking crazy. But <laughs> once you got over that, I loved it. So weird. All right then. If you want to support iFanboy, you go to iFanboy.com slash support. That's where you can buy things via Amazon on our Amazon link. We get a little piece of that action. You don't lose any money. We get a little bit of Amazon's money. That's how if you want to buy a bunch of comics, maybe you uh, you hear some things you like and you want to pick up a trade or two, like a Miss Marvel trade, you can go to Amazon and do it that way at iFanboy.com slash support. On that same page, you can also become an iFanboy member for 3 bucks a month or 30 bucks a year. That's how you can help us directly out. Or you can make a one-time donation or multiple single donations through our PayPal link. On that page as well. As we said last week, you don't have to be a billionaire to do that. We accept all donations. So uh, we thank everyone who does that. Everyone who is a member and who supports us through the Amazon link and makes one-time donations, you are our favorite people. But you could do more. <laughs> but you could do a little more. <laughs> Let's be honest. You could do more. <laughs> Just saying. So now we have one, two, three, four Marvel number ones to talk I think about. We, I think we got to bring in the bell. All right. Starting off, Spider-Gwen number one. I've never read any Spider-Gwen, so I wanted to check it out. And uh, Jason Latour, Robbie Rodriguez. I had no idea what's going on. This doesn't play the Marvel Universe. The costume is cool, but they lost me. I don't know. I guess it's good. Uh, (laughs) I don't have have you on a timer. Oh, you don't? No. (laughs) I thought we were doing the bell. (laughs) You you gave me three seconds. I couldn't. There's not even time to set up the timer. So we're just. My my real problem with this is that the book is called Spider Gwen because everybody calls her that because Gwen Stacy is Spider Man. But in the book, they refer to her as Spider Woman. And like the police are looking for Spider Woman and they're talking about Spider Woman. And I was like, who is this Spider Woman? And then I realized (laughs) it's it's Spider Gwen. Like, why do they just call her Spider Gwen? That's That's what it says on the cover. Because they don't want her to know her name. I know, but it but it's confusing. I don't think it is. You just explained it. it, it I'm if fine you with don't it. know, if you pick up this comic book knowing nothing, and the whole book they never refer, they all, only refer to the Spider Woman. I don't know. Yeah, at the end of it, you're like, <laughs> "This was waste of. There wasn't a Spider Gwen anywhere now." I don't. Why, is, why isn't the bell ringing? Get me, get me, actual Alonzo on the phone. So uh, we had two Avengers books this week, New Avengers and Uncanny Avengers. I read both of them. Um, I know it says in the script Unca- New first. Let's do Uncanny first. Okay, let's do Uncanny first. Uh, so Uncanny Avengers. Is Duggan and Stegman. Is, is Jerry Duggan and Ryan Stegman doing the uh, – un- the, uh, it's, it's the same concept. It's, it's a team that's partially X-Men. It's a team that's partially Avengers. But now they've added the twist that now the team is also partially Inhumans. Because something happened, and now there's an issue of Inhumans and whatever, and I, I don't know what's going on. So, a couple of things about this book. Number one, was Spider-Man's chest and eyes glowing in his own book that we read last yes. week? It yes. It was. I didn't yes. recall that happening. That is consistent. That okay. is consistent. That's weird. Number two, I don't know who this Inhuman person is on the team. No idea. None. I don't know what her powers are. I don't know what, anything about her. They could have used a roll call for that one. Nothing. Yep. Uh, it would have killed you to have a roll call. Yep. I would say uh, Stegman got raw. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah. Uh, his his style's getting interesting. I don't know if I love it as much as his old style, but it's definitely interesting. I I I I think it's interesting. I I think it's it's getting a little too uh, way out there for me, at least in terms of when you look at like when the the shot when they're doing the press conference and they're standing and posing, and it's like the bodies and the muscle kind of the getting a little too over exaggerated. My what? And then, so did I? What happened with Captain Steve? He's just old. He's staying old. And know. you know what they did? You, you know what they did? Captain Steve is Nick Fury now. Yeah. Yeah, but like, 
Did something happen? Because the la- he was a he was a weak old man before. Like in She-Hulk, that's the last thing I can think about, where he was like, he was in his sweater. Yeah. Like, did something change? And he wasn't also, weak. He just was just for court. Okay. Well, now, but now he's old with muscles. Right, but that's not what he was before. That's different. Right. Before so that's he was weird old because man, if, took him he out of He shouldn't have the muscles if he doesn't have the super serum. Right. If, he's, right. if that's gone, then they shouldn't. He shouldn't be right. A super and then pro. why is he so angry? That's the thing. I didn't like the way he was portrayed in this issue at all. Yeah. Uh, he was like squinty, grin, uh, grimacing Steve Rogers the whole time. It was. I was. I yeah. didn't. It didn't read to me as, as Steve Rogers. As no, Steve. not at all. And I, I and thought, I, well, maybe a, a thing happens that we don't know about yet that already happened, but we it hasn't happened. I don't. I don't think know. so. I just get this. I mean, he was portrayed a little bit as sort of the kindly old grandfather character sometimes. But he was mostly, but, you're right, he was Nick Fury. Yeah. He's, in this book, he's written like Nick Fury. I don't, like, I don't like old Steve. I don't like uh, not knowing who this inhuman is. I, I don't like understanding. Like, they, they, make a pre- they do the press conference. They make a whole, Steve makes a whole big deal about how, you know, by coming to, you know, humans, mutants, and inhumans working together and blah, blah. And I don't get the conflict. And then again, we go back to this thing where in the press conference, someone asks Rogue about why are you the only mutant left and where are the other mutants and all this stuff. Like, what? I don't know what happened because we don't know how the fucking thing ended. So I'm I'm lost and therefore disinterested. And I love Jerry Duggan, and we're gonna talk about that a little later on. And I like Ryan Stegman, and I want to read this. And I've been reading Avengers since Bendis started, and and then this, well, this is, is a good segue, segue to New Avengers because right now Avengers is on the chopping block for me. Well, I, I thought New Avengers was terrible. New Avengers was horrible. Was um, horrible. At least they had a roll call. It's funny because I read this is the order I read them in. Yeah. So when I opened New Avengers, I was like. Jesus, who are these people? And then they told me. So I was like, okay, good. Yeah. No, but New Avengers was New Avengers is so it's written by Al Ewing with art by Gerardo Sandoval. And this is one of those books that Marvel puts out there that is canceled after three three issues. I mean, like this is this is that I mean, I'm sorry, I don't like the art. It's that yeah, it's the, the that, art it's, was really bad. It's it's that European or South American, whatever style that they fall to when the people who sell books, you know, aren't available or whatever. Um this team is not has nobody like there's people I'm interested in, but not in this context. You know, it's got Wiccan and Hulkling from Young Avengers. Um, it's got uh, Songbird from Thunderbolts. Um, but then it's got you know Squirrel Girl and White Tiger. Mm-hmm. And Squirrel Girl, I'm I used to like in Great Lakes Avengers, but now apparently she has comically large buck teeth because yep. we have to get across the because th- the tail isn't enough to get the squirrel thing across. Oh, it also has the new uh, Power Man and Hawkeye and Hawkeye, yeah. Well, then, then they added Hawkeye to it. Yeah, that's the thing. But I just, thought, I just, thought, and it, and the thing is, it had a map. There's apparently an Avengers Island, and there, it had a map of the of the buildings and people. You like, like that? I, I like that. But then, you know, at, at one point, so it's this new Avengers team, and uh, apparently it's being run by Bobby DaCosta, who's the head of AIM, who owns AIM now, and uh, Shield is concerned. So now everyone knows Dum Dum Duggan is an LMD, which I hate and, too. Yeah, and he shows up with Hawkeye, and, and they're going to place Hawkeye on the team. And then the, the story cuts away to the team who's out in the field or whatever. And then they cut back, and Dum Dum and Hawkeye are playing pool. Well, like it was that was so random, and I was like, it, and so out of context, and made no sense. Like it, this this book was hor- horrible. And I'm well, not I, I don't mind that because they're, they're they're killing time. But like, also you you skipping over the ma- the big twist, and that the villain is the ultimate 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 Mr. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Again, I don't know how or why because we don't know how Secret Wars ended. So, but uh, well, by I the just time didn't... it does. Oh, we yeah. knew all this was coming. It's good. Yeah. I don't know. I just I didn't like anything about this. I I started skimming a lot towards the end because I just wanted it to be over. 
Well, you know, I'm dropping New Avengers sometimes. Yeah, for sure. So I have uh, I have dug uh, Daniel Acuna a lot, and I've really enjoyed uh, the stuff that Nick Spencer's been doing for Marvel lately. So I went and I picked up um, Sam Wilson, Captain America number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty good, and I like it, but I'm also not all that captivated. Like it, I was, I read it. I was like, oh, it's captivated. Fine uh, You're not captivated by Captain America. No, I, 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 I want to, but I like the basically the thing is that uh, Cap. This was actually very different from what you guys talked. It was very clear. It was a very good setup. Here's where we are. This is the thing that's happening. Sam Wilson basically told Shield, "I'm not going to work for you. I'm taking sides, and I'm going in. I'm going private, basically." And so he crowdfunds his Captain America tude. Um and and he's like flying coach to go help people with their problems. He's a hotline, people call in. And it's interesting and I think it's a good story, but it doesn't feel like Captain America. Right. Which is the problem when anyone other than Steve is Captain America. Yeah, yeah. No, so it's kinda it's kinda interesting and cool, but like it just it makes me want to have Captain America back because it doesn't feel like that. So it doesn't scratch the Captain America itch that I that I have and I love, which is fine. We had, you know, we had Captain America White come out again this this you know, I, I get some of it, it's fine. It was well done, it was cool, but I don't know that I'm I'm, you know, fully on board for it. Uh yeah. but but that being said, Daniel Acuna's great. He's great. Really wonderful. Yeah. Well, luckily, Captain America White came out, number three, and they, again, this could have been my pick also. I had like four books that could have been my pick of the week, and I would have been totally fine doing this one again, um, including the wonderful uh-huh. page which you showed on, online, Josh, which is the Kirby homage page in which Tim Sale does a bunch of Kirby panels oh, in, a big, so in, a big, in a big fight scene. I was reading it, and I was like, you know, this is really good, but I don't know, I don't know if I would make a pick of the week again. I got to that page, like, yeah, I would. I would because it was <laughs> yeah. it wasn't the page itself, which was awesome, but it was the fact on the bottom. He just wrote thanks, Jack, and I was like, oh, that, oh. Yeah. that's the stuff. And as I said when I posted that page on on Twitter, I was like, this is there's everything is wonderful about this. Like but, everything uh, about that page is wonderful. I also love the story. I mean, yep. you know, they they captured a bunch of Nazis in the last issue, and then this issue, there's a big argument over what to do with them. The, the Howling Commandos want to just toss them off the cliff because they're Nazis and. Cap won't do it, and then they run into the French Resistance, who went back and tossed them off the cliff. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of it. There was they had been, and then the reasons they did it were pretty valid. Cake and eating it too, right there. Just so, like narratively, like you got to have Cap be the good guy, but you also got to kill them. So nice. I I thought there was an interesting discussion yep. about morality in this issue, and morality in war, and the time, and, and with, with Nazis, and this was uh, that Captain America feeling. You're like, oh, that's the stuff. This is what this is what I want. So I mean. I think Ron and I are having a lot of fun complaining. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it comes from a place of of we pain. We want these books. To, we want to like these books. Yes, do we want exactly. the books that we used to have? No, no. I want. I want. I want. I want the. I want the books. Uh, I don't know what I want. I want the books to feel. Like like maybe this is more. This is more about me than it is about the books themselves. That's but I don't saying. think so. Like, this is. But I don't think so. I, I feel mean, like it's, this it's, a generational shift is happening, yeah. and you're going. I want it to be like it was, and we're becoming those people. Yeah, they weren't like this in maybe. the '60s. That maybe I don't. I don't know. But I can't. Like. I keep. But, but the thing is, is that like I like to think that I know what makes a good comic book. You know, I, and I like to think. You know, and 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 I just feel like a lot of those elements are lacking because the focus isn't on. I don't want to say it's as simple as the focus isn't on quality and it's rather on quantity, but that's what it feels like. It feels like the focus isn't on the story. Yeah, it, well, that's the quality. The focus yeah, is, exactly. is on making yeah. content. Right. Yes, exactly. Different. And I, I agree with that, but I, I don't know for sure. I don't know if I'm just yeah. 
wanting it to and, be. And don't get me wrong. I mean, there, there are books this week that I loved. I mean, I wish every book was like Twilight Children and, you know, and, and yeah. Chewbacca that we're going to talk about a little bit and, you know, and things like that. And, you know, and, and you know, like, I, and I hate Fairyland. Like, I, there are good things happening. But when it comes to the, the Marvel and, you know, kind of DC world, I want something to grab onto. And, and right now I feel like it's, um, I feel like it's not so much that I'm grabbing on and I'm slipping. I feel like, I'm trying to grab on, and they're pushing away from me too at the same time. You are Jack in the water, and they won't let you up on that piece of wood. Exactly, exactly. That's there's room. I I get it. I I felt unmoored from Marvel and DC for a while. We've talked about this for a while. All my favorite characters in Marvel are now not yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. Captain America, yeah. Thor, Nick Fury, Hawkeye. Guy's not really it's Hawkeye anymore. Is- those are my favorite you know, characters. You know they're not that they're not them. So and, and I get. I'm glad people like the other versions. They should. Someone should, but I, for me, I'm I'm the one talking. I I don't like them, and the same thing is problematic with DC. I, they don't seem to want to tell a Bruce Wayne's Batman story, so I don't. I mean, that just if these are my characters, right? And, that's why I'm and here. That's the, the thing, attempt to get and the people thing is the, the reason. The reason. I don't know. All I can do well, is the, read the them. Thing, I can't save the industry. Well, the, the reason why I'll keep reading is because on the flip side of what you just explained, Connor, mm-hmm. is that right now is a prime opportunity for Bendis on Avengers. Right, exactly. Fraction and AHA on, on Hawkeye for that moment to break through and be like, holy shit, look at this. Because yeah. it, it's in contrast to all the other stuff. And so I'm each week I'm waiting for that to happen. Well, that's why you I know, keep all, by, all my or, life I'm waiting for something. Marvel books because I'm hoping one of these will be that book. Exactly, exactly. Yep. We'll right now, it doesn't it, feel so. like so. Yeah. We still have more comments to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Came so in late. Do, the bell came in late. Did we talk about Captain America White? Or? We did, yes. Okay, good. So, so real quickly, Sex Criminals thirteen comes came out. This uh, this issue uh, gave the backstory on a new character, and I as I read this, I'm just and I know you guys don't like this book or whatever, but I I think this book is fascinating, and what Fraction and Zdarsky are doing is because on one hand, the public opinion book. of okay, the public opinion of what this book is versus what it actually is, I think, are two very different things. I have no idea what the public opinion of this book is. The, the public opinion of the book is that it's it's jokey and um, cheap gags and you know preacher. explicit. Yeah, it, not but not no, preacher. It's but not preacher, but the same kind of deal. Yeah. People thought preacher yes. was just over the top and, cra- and it wasn't that. It's a story about friendship yep. and exactly. It's not and, that. And this, I know, and this I know what you're story. saying, I, and, I, and the thing I like is, about it. Yeah, and this is a story about people and. There and and let's let's be honest. I mean, go back to Masters and Johnson and stuff like that. Sex is a hard topic for some people, and, and what a big everybody part of life has, it actually is. Exactly, and and a lot of people have their own hangups or things like that. And this book is exploring that and exploring it in a really relatable and mature way to, I believe, our generation and unfortunately sure. the generation below us. Um, and I, I just I it, like and this issue kind of you know we got a little slice of a new character and what her you know dysfunction is you know and like and not that everyone has dysfunction but everybody has a unique experience. Yeah, everyone has some dysfunction. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I just I just think it's really really interesting. I think it and I think that they they do deserve credit for doing something that that of all the books I read this week, this one has the most meat, and it's put in this jokey kind of envelope by Fraction of Zadarsky with the jo- jokes on the cover and things like that but at the heart of it is that it's really it's really really something so I agree so that's it let's talk about Star Wars now Star Wars Corner <laughs> Journey to Star Wars The Force Awakens Shattered Empire number three my note on this is I'm out <laughs> didn't didn't number two just come out last week? Is this yes. a week yeah. now? No, they're doing that. They're just they're, just they're, are, they, they're are they racing to get this done before the movie comes out? Yeah. Yes. Like Lando all came out inversed. They're just doing them. 
Yeah. Because the so Iron. So Josh uh, is now out again. He was I'm out from Darth Vader last week. Now he's out from Shadow. So what? What pulled you out of this? Just I don't. I don't. I don't care. I don't know what the point is. I don't. I feel like. Uh, listen, Greg Rucka, you want to get your check? I. You earned it, man. You totally earned it. That's fine. Yeah. But. I was like, am I looking at, is that Panaka? No, it's just a guy who's exactly the same. Is that, um, like, it's all this, I don't care. I could. Well, I will give, I will give the little, I thought it was a neat moment when they go into, when they're on Naboo and they go into the hidden fighter hangar and, and, and Leia is standing in the doorway that Darth Maul originally appeared on. And you got this great overlay of Maul's eyes and Leia saying, I feel cold, you know, like, yeah, that, I, that was, was a nice touch because he was killed there. Yeah, which, exactly, I, no, yeah. totally good concept. Good idea. But I, I'm, People he wasn't killed in the hangar. He was killed off in that weirdo. That doesn't matter. Weird. Were, yeah, that's I, think, I figured that's part of that whole area that they sealed off. That's what I figured yeah. the deal was. Well, yeah, and, and we, we know from reading the expanded universe that doesn't exist anymore is that wherever there's a great Jedi battle, the whole right. area is affected. Right. You know, and so, yeah. So, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, I'm totally starting to get Star Wars fatigue. Yeah. And people who are listening are like, yeah, we shut up about it. Yeah. Some listening. people at the show, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, anyway. so that said though did either of you read chewbacca by jerry duggan and phil noto what do you think what do you think this was delightful i, I mean i did because of the, the creative team it, and what did you do you agree with me was it delightful it was fine i thought like, i liked the craft of it but again like i didn't really i didn't care so yeah. much I liked it. I don't know. This, I love. This, I, I love. I want Phil Noto to to draw whatever, whenever, however, yeah. and I completely support that. And I will probably keep reading it because of that. But but ultimately, I I was not searching for it for a Chewbacca. Yeah. Soul well, I was story. curious how are they, how are they going to pull off doing a book a Chewbacca book when he he growls? And I thought the, the, it handled greatly. And well, I, I don't well, understand why they handle it. I don't. Well, they handled it by him still growling and just it's like Groot, and, yeah, same kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like Groot. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, the premise is that they're on they're on some planet, and there's a you know there's a you know criminal overlord who is you know forcing people to work, and he's working out a deal with the Empire. And one of the guys who couldn't pay a debt has got to go work in the mines, him and his kid, and the kid escapes. And so now the kid's on the run, and he's trying to find somebody to help him. And for some reason, Chewbacca's in a crashed A wing. Sure. Okay. And um and so he finds Chewbacca and is begging Chewbacca to help him and then and then he you know the hook is that is that you know we're we're slaves and can't you just help us and that that triggers because Chewbacca was a slave and so he decides to help him but um and then that's where we go from the story but it's littered with ba- you know like we the, don't know that Chewbacca was a slave well uh, was never in the movies never in the movies. He's not- he's not I'm gonna be really really pissed well um, <laughs> but this is but the anyway. But uh, yeah, it's true. But uh, but I thought it was clever. Like Chewbacca, I guess his, his ship crashed. He needs a part, but he has no he has no money. So he takes the money that he does have and goes and plays Sabic and wins, which I thought was kind of funny. And you know, and and there's and is littered with, you know, like the 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 card dealer at the Sabic table is the weird, crazy looking droid. You know, that type of droid from that we saw in Star Wars. Like it's got the right amount of the background stuff happening in this world where it doesn't feel too forced for me. I don't know. I just thought it was. I thought it was good. And, and Jerry Duggan is great. I love Jerry Duggan as a writer. Like he, I think he he writes really relatable stuff really well. Yes. So yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Is there a dog? There somewhere? is. I'm sorry. I'm at my sister's and my niece is playing with the dog. So. You guys talk about the wars, so I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Stop that dog. War stories. War corner. We had a Star Wars corner last week. We had a war corner last week. We got a war corner again this week. Josh, war stories thirteen. You did not read. I was like, this is still this is still an ongoing series, huh? Yes, yes. This is part one of three, the Tokyo Club, and it's about. What's that uh, mean? Bu- 
It's a bunch of new uh, green um, fighter pilots who are who are on Okinawa, who are uh, going on runs, uh, bombing runs, where they escort the bombers to Tokyo. Awesome. And so three new pilots. They they arrive in the first couple of pages, and they have their first mission on this page. I'm sorry, in this issue. And uh, you know, it's the same problems that this book's had is that the art is is is. Okay, although this guy, the guy who, who's done a lot of the issues, he does the vehicles very well. He does great planes, but the character of work is not that, not that great. But, and then honestly, that is part of what is, is slowing me down about going and getting them. Because I, I'm but kind you of, will love the stories. I'm, I have no doubt. Characters. And particularly this, this particular issue, I'm sure this particular arc, in which we, we have three, three you know, basically replacement pilots show up and... Uh, deal with life, the realities of being a fighter pilot. And I, some interesting things that I hadn't considered or read about, like, you know, you're in a seven-hour mission when you're flying to Tokyo and back. You get out of the plane, you can't walk. Your legs are all cramped up. And so they have a whole crew of people to help them out of the planes. And they're all screaming because of the cramping. And uh, really interesting stuff like that, which is the great stuff you get in these Garth Ennis war stories. There's no, there's no tr- collected edition to this. Is there not? Uh, oh, here it is. Volume 2. It's the, the trade dress changes around. Okay, there, no, there are two Avatar ones. Yeah, this is an Avatar book. Yeah, I was looking under Dynamite because I was thinking of Battlefields. But. Yeah, so this is still really good stories. The art is not great, but it does the job. And uh, I'm sorry, are they in, they're, not, they're in Iwo Jima. Are they in Iwo Jima? Uh, Okinawa would have been a base after the fact. Iwo Jima yeah, in, was a, a different kind of thing. Oh, that was an airfield. I think they're in Iwo Jima. Yeah. doesn't say. But uh, anyway, good stuff. Really good stuff from Garth Ennis. And he continues to pump these out. I admire the fact that he continues to find places to tell these stories that he wants to tell. It's amazing. No one wants to read. Just two people. Other than me and you. This is, our th- this is our theme, Josh. We're back. It's back to me and you. Just two jamokes. Two jamokes. And one guy with a dog. It's okay. Well, the dog's been taken care of. Listen, let's just How did you put. take care of that dog? I, 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 I sternly told my niece, that can't happen. I can't <laughs> yeah, have I can't it. Have I just it. can't have it. I can't have it. I, can't have it. I, <laughs> I told you she's a real jerk. <laughs> well, that's the perfect segue. I, I went downstairs and I just and I said, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm trying to keep him quiet. <laughs> God. Well, that was, those were the week's books. We uh, got fmboy.com slash. No, fuck. Wow. Fmboy.com. <laughs> you can find the post for this show. You can talk about those. This show completely fell apart after that Marvel rant. Yeah, it really did. At least for uh, you. Well, we just need less books, man. How did we? How did we fit this many books in under an hour? Like eight, like five years ago. We never did this many books. Oh well, there you go. Hmm. See, quality, qual- quantity over quality. This show was hastily put together. Let's just say that. <laughs> Listen, it's been a week, all right? It's been a very emotional week. <laughs> Email us at contact.fanboy.com or call the boys my line at 888-FANBOYS-326-2697. If you want to get your question on the show, we would have done a question. We had a question all ready to go, but the Marvel rant took up the question's time. Yeah. We apologize. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do that question next week. So. Do a plug uh, first. Oh, except, except I won't be on the show next week. So cool. You guys do the show next week. <laughs> There'll be less chance for a Marvel rant. Perfect. <laughs> well, Connor was the Marvel man. Yeah. He said it. He's he said so, his piece. That's my piece. That's my piece. Anyway, um, if you enjoy if you enjoy this train wreck, you might enjoy our latest train wreck. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, but we did launch a new podcast called Goodfellas Minute, where we are analyzing the uh, Martin Scorsese picture Goodfellas one minute at a time, and uh, we are very very excited because it's gotten great feedback and we're having a good time. And is next week we have a guest on the show, Connor? Yes, next week. Uh, so, 
so next yeah so next week our, our good friend Tom Merritt of the Daily Tech News Show will be joining us. Well, technically uh, so, this week if you're listening to the show. Well, yeah, if you're start yeah, I'm sorry, starting Sunday this week, uh, whole week of Goodfellas. Go to goodfellasminute.com where you can hear all that, and we appreciate everybody who's checked it out so far. We are our own Waldorf and Statler. This train wreck, <laughs> that one. Ha! <laughs> okay. this, week's episode, this week's episode was good. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so head over to ifanboy.com, comment on this show, talk about this week's books, and that's where you can find all of our other iFanboy-related podcasts over at ifanboy.com. And you can follow us at facebook.com slash ifanboy and at ifanboy on Twitter while it stays in business. And you can follow us individually at <laughs> J.A. Flanagan, at C.S. Kilpatrick, and at Ron XO. And if you like this or you like that other show, <laughs> go to, to iTunes. Make a review. Why wouldn't you do that? Or make a review. Make a review. <laughs> may you make a review. Uh, you tell friends, you tell mother, you tell people about who enjoy. You, you have thing you like, you share. Why you not do? It's not hard. <laughs> it's the dog from, uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy. No. You know what the thing is? Every once in a while, through the course of this 10 years, every once in a while we have one of these shows... Sure. We're, yeah, we're, we're yeah. just completely off of our game. Yeah. It just happens. We are human I, like, I like that. That's the supposition that we have a game to be on. Well, occasionally. <laughs> you know. I'm not sure the supposition was the right word there either. So. The supposition was correct. No, no, it's oh. correct word. You, your vocabulary is not as bad as you think now. Oh, he's doing He's doing. <laughs> <laughs> now. You have, you have oh, all right. <laughs> that wraps it up for this week's show. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. Let's be done. I don't know where any of that came from. There's no reason for it, contextually. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>